show off. Nice one. Did you press press the big red button? I did. I pressed the big red button like Trump's going to do in the next week or so. Do you reckon? Which red I button re- is that? The nuclear one. Right. Not like bring me some tea in bed. Not that big uh, red button. No, he doesn't have tea. He has like 10 cheeseburgers for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to do some, I mean, already this week he's pardoned that bloke, mm. his, you know, mm. the bloke that could incriminate him. So I reckon he's going to go proper, like... Proper Jacobs. Yeah, he's going to go fucking crackers in the next week and he's going to start, like, launching missiles. And <laughs> <laughs> If I was in Pyongyang, I would be heading out of town. What's <laughs> well, that? Do you want me to open the door? What are you doing? You're going. Bear with, sorry. You're both going. When are you back? All right, cool. Sorry. It's a really, really touching farewell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where are you going? All right, okay. You have a nice time. All right, okay. Bye. (laughs) If you'd you'd seen where he's going, you'd understand why. Oh, I I see. To move some stuff around, so. (laughs) You know when... um, when we moved to France and like your parents drove us all the way there and had like this lovely farewell dinner and like were like really upset when you left and had a little cry and your dad teared up and the equivalent for me was my mum was like I was like mum I'm moving to France now and she's like okay see you later <laughs> from the other room you're yeah, halfway out the door yeah i was at the, i was at the door and i was like mom i'm going now she went, okay you know you get on like just like really cash <laughs> when i was moving to france it was like it was like i was going to sainsbury's or something it's <laughs> like so, okay great can you get me a galaxy <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, love it. Love um oh sorry shit i haven't even started the podcast oh, yet That's gosh a- we've that carried away Hello and welcome to Search Party. This is the podcast where two best friends explore each other's internet search history for the week. Please follow the uh, podcast on Instagram at Search Party Pod. Um, and please drink responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and please use a moisturizer with at least a 10 SPF um, to avoid wrinkles in later life. Prevention is better than cure. <laughs> I am um, I'm actually using a 30 at the minute and it's basically like sun cream. <laughs> it's not really moisturizer at this point anymore. It's like cement for the face. I suppose it's probably just the same shit, isn't it? Sun cream and moisturizer, isn't it? Also. I mean, who fucking knows? Someone told me who to knows? wear it. I do. Yeah. You look you're looking you're looking dewy and <laughs> You're looking great. <laughs> you're, you're looking very well. <laughs> oh you're looking very well. <laughs> For anyone that seen, didn't get that, was... that's uh, Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get that. Was that Lorraine Kelly? Yeah. It always starts at like Lorraine in the morning with, Oh, you're looking really well, son. <laughs> I was did I tell you about my friends my friend at work, um, who um Lorraine Kelly kind of like came up on something that was in the TV in the background. She went, oh, did I tell you my mum knows Lorraine Kelly? Lorraine Kelly's a fucking bitch. <laughs> Strong views. I was, I was absolutely beside myself. I'd never heard such a violent response to Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> did she tell you the backstory to that? Because obviously there's there's a juicy tale in there. Well, I think it's just her, her mum knew her through some connection and then she wasn't very nice. But it was just like... 
they're just not something you naturally pair together, Lorraine Kelly and fucking bitch, you know. No, 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 totally. So what's up? <laughs> what do you want? Do you want your phone charger? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anything else in here? I've um I've now put a uh, portable heater against the door so no one can come in. <laughs> Um, I'm recording in my bedroom, so there is categorically zero chance that anyone's going to disturb us. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute, it's an absolute no man's land. Action-free zone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Enough babbling. Let's get cracking. Um, sorry, Jess. I sorry, I just, <laughs> just going back to Lorraine. All <laughs> I've got now in my head is like this woman's mum having been like mugged or something by Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your wallet. <laughs> you don't give me all your money now, or thank you. It was really, really great to meet you and steal all of your earthly possessions. <laughs> you better be sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> you know how we used to deal with people like you in Glasgow? We used to shoot them in the face. <laughs> I used to have a dog that was about as useful as you. I put it down. <laughs> um, Jess, I looking at your search history this week, one thing jumps out. Sure. Um, and that thing is one patch of scaly skin <laughs> on forehead. <laughs> I toyed. I toyed with the idea of not leaving this in because I was like, this is so horrible. It is horrible, yeah. But then I thought, do you know what? No, we've made a commitment to be honest and... Mm. I will leave it there. I won't delete it. Can I'm I not. A, look? I'm not ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the really interesting thing about my affliction, James, is that it's not scaly or dry to look at, but to touch, it's like a, a gecko's <laughs> back. <laughs> so, but I thought you were putting on fucking. 30 SPF every day. What is happening? Why do you think I'm Googling this shit? I oh, I use so much moisturiser. I take such good care oh, of Oh, you've got skin. one there. Well, yeah, I was putting it on earlier. I need to top up this baby. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing everything right. Um, and so now I've gone on to a uh, steroid cream just for one patch on my forehead. You can't be putting on the right stuff. I absolutely... Well, you can't really put on wrong moisturiser, can you? Well, maybe in- it's got loads of horrible shit in it. Like, what are those things that people warn you about? You know what I mean? Like, no, they like people talk about these things that are in stuff, you know, like glissy risserin and poly fuckerin and nighty nighty glin and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 said a Welsh grandmother. Nighty nighty glin. All right, glin, you go into bed. Night night glin. Nighty nighty glin. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so anyway so have you solved it or is it still a bit scaly to the touch it's it's still scaly now and um yeah so but what was interesting well i say interesting um interesting at this point in lockdown is that my dad has a similar thing where he ever so often said that he gets a oh i'm sure he'd in. love this <laughs> <laughs> not only are you embarrassing yourself which is well within your rights or also just dobbing everyone else in oh, um God. so yes i'm so sorry to hear about your scaly foreheads thank you okay james why were you looking up art teacher tiktok 
So uh, I was talking to a friend um, of mine and back in the day, I sent her a video of this character I made up, this art teacher. I basically like wrapped my shirt around my neck um, and split my parting and my hair and put a pair of glasses on and created this art teacher <laughs> character mm-hmm. um, and just sent her videos saying things like, if they don't finish their sculptures on time, I'm not marking them and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to see, I thought it was quite a strong character. I wanted to see whether it exists on TikTok already because ah. otherwise I'm considering creating an art teacher account um, and just making that my my, my my way into the world of TikTok. I mean, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on on there. I tried once to create a video and I, uh, it really made me feel about 100 years old because I just could not work it out. Yeah, it wasn't like easy user experience for you. No, no, no not at all. So I love this idea. Did the art teacher have a name? He didn't have a name yet, no. But basically, um, art teachers, obviously, I'm basing this on our experience of our art teacher. I'm not going to mention by name, but um, Mr. (laughs) was a uh, horrible, deeply, deeply horrible man. Um, He masquerades as the kind of fun person that actually had a real hatred towards children that manifested itself quite often. Mm. And oftentimes, art teachers uh, are brilliant, dedicated public servants, but oftentimes they're also failed artists and that's what i was um that's what i was going for with this character this kind of like holier than thou like got into teaching because he didn't really you know have it you know he didn't have it in him he had one exhibition in bognor regis in 96 and that was it (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) um okay jess next up jess why are you looking up why don't limes have pips (laughs) (laughs) Have you not ever thought about it? Do they not? They don't have pips, mate. I was making a G&T for my mum and we just sort of started asking the question, like, why don't you have to de-pip a lime like you would a lemon? And it turns out that they're kind of the way that they... I was about to say mate, but that would be a weird... um, (laughs) (laughs) The way that they reproduce... um, it doesn't need uh, what's it called with when pips get scattered everywhere. So how do they reproduce when a lime likes another lime very much? <laughs> they met at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I should have read the article more, but I just basically saw that they don't need them. They don't. The, the long and short is they don't need them, so they don't use them. <laughs> Uh, uh, pollination um, that's the word po- they're poll- the way they pollinate doesn't need pips <laughs> this is this is loose science if ever i've heard it. this yeah god it's becoming clear why i didn't get that job at the new scientist but it's just so yeah. limes just like to get down is what you, what you say look limes are into some kinky shit and um there's something about her green scales really got me going i'd probably do very well as a lime with this forehead <laughs> I love, it that, probably... I love that scaly patch on your forehead. <laughs> what's what's the um what's the disease you get if you don't have enough citrus? Limes. No. <laughs> no you don't, you don't scurvy. Get scurvy. 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 <laughs> Me hearties. I love a scurvy woman. <laughs> scurvy, scurvy babe. <laughs> The tabloid, like, she poured her scurves into this gorgeous dress. 
I'm not fat. I'm just scurvy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not weight loss. It's scurvy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Someone uh, someone asked me the other day, it's like, um, asked me like about weight loss because I've lost a bit of weight. Um, I put a bit back on, <laughs> truthfully, <laughs> but um, I've lost like you know two and a half, maybe a bit more stone. Amazing. And uh, someone asked me, yeah, it's a fair bit. Um, also on weight loss, do you remember when? Do you remember? Well, actually, she's in your she's in your list. She's in your list, Jess. I, I'll ask you about why you were looking up Gillian McKeith supplements in a minute. <laughs> but do, do, do you remember when Gillian McKeith? This is I can't believe we got away. You would never get away with this in 2020 when she did the "You Are Where You Eat" thing. Yeah, yeah. And she put out those massive banqueting tables of all the shit there that week, and then basically just went, "Look at you, you disgusting pigs." <laughs> This is what you eat. You're foul. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. It's incredibly degrading. I mean, also, that if you did that to anyone, yeah. anyone that's not like super, you know, like very, very health conscious, yeah. you'd be disgusted by what you ate if you saw it all on a massive table piled on top of each other. What we eat in the shadows. <laughs> tubs of ice cream and crisps in my case. I mean, yeah, um, I know it's quite mad, but I think I think um, about that. I think the same about a lot of shows from that time. When you think about like Trini and Susanna, all of it was under the guise of like making people feel better, but in reality, they just used to be like, "Your ankles are fucking massive. Never show them, otherwise you'll never yeah. find a husband." Well, Trini and Susanna famously used to kind of kind of assault people. people. Yeah, just like <laughs> touch their tits in changing rooms all the time. They'd be like, oh, "You think you've not got a very nice body, but look at these big tits." <laughs> <laughs> they just, they'd like bounce them up and down like a fucking basketball. <laughs> I think that was uh, that thing. Specifically, that was Susanna, and then Trini yeah. would come in with a scarf that she'd found on the floor, and she'd. I love it. I love it. It's gorgeous. And the great thing about this is you can really dress up that tunic with this waist belt. <laughs> they fucking loved a waist belt. Everything was cinched to the nth degree. Everything was was about waist belts. Yeah, very chunky waist belts. And waist belts that weirdly were made of like huge discs that then fit together and made like leather discs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why were you looking up Julian McKee's supplements? Oh God, this is... Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Am I going? Also, do you remember Julian McKee used to look at people's shits? <laughs> that was a segment on the show. Yeah, do you not remember that? I never actually watched it, truth be told. Oh my God, Julian McKee used to, not only did she go... Like, oh, this disgusting shit you've eaten, and then like degrade people. I mean, also, yeah. also, let's be honest, if you put up all the stuff that I ate that week, I would just be thinking, well, that looks delicious. <laughs> is it is it pre-pureeing? Because I know on one show they used to then puree up all the, the food that people have eaten and been like, look how disgusting it looks. Maybe that was on Super Size versus Super Skinny. Oh god, that is that that now that was criminal. That was criminally yeah. horrible. Yeah, but no, um, it wasn't that. But no, they they'd shit in a little a little box or something. She put on a lab coat. Not even got a PhD. Well, if she does, it's in like fucking literature or something because it's certainly not in science. No, and um, yeah, she'd literally be like, "Oh, look at that! Oh god, terrible! Oh, it's not enough fiber in them diets." And she'd literally poke around their actual shits, and that was on. <laughs> That was on. That was on at about nine thirty on a Thursday. Free watershed. Um, yeah. Do you think it was just an excuse for her to cover up her um, scat kink? 
yeah she devised what, an entire program <laughs> so she could just play with strangers shits what it didn't show is immediately after she finished poking around she grabbed it and just smothered it on her face oh i love that that feels fantastic <laughs> <laughs> so degrading i mean is it worth it like you know just shit however you want you know if you've not got enough fiber in your ships don't worry about it life goes on (laughs) absolutely like you know as long as you're not ripping anything on the way out i think it's fine oh god um anyway sorry why were you looking up julian mckeith supplements while we're on the topic so the reason i was looking up julian mckeith supplements was because hilariously someone at work got their jillians mixed up and said have you seen the latest season of The Crown? Gillian McKeith is excellent in it. <laughs> and uh, oh, I found it so funny. And then we were punning for ages. And then we were like, well, actually, they do look kind of similar. We found a picture where she looked quite similar. And um, we were talking about if Gillian McKeith had played Margaret. That's <laughs> Yeah, Margaret, Margaret Thatcher. Because it's basically oh, yeah. it's Gillian Anderson that plays Margaret Thatcher in The Crown. And then we yeah. were saying that actually Gillian McKeith does look like quite like Margaret Thatcher. She should be in a biopic of her life. What would it be called? And I came up with the Iron Supplement Lady. That's good. That's good. <laughs> wow. Okay, great. Well, um, do you, are you watching The Crown? No, no. Great. Well, let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> um, fab. Okay. Right. I think it's. I think it's me. So one second. James, why were you looking up creme types? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> creme types. Cre- so cre- creme as in cream. <laughs> so I was looking up creme types because <laughs> because MasterChef The Professionals has restarted. Mm, I've seen and. As you know, it is MasterChef is, I think, my favourite programme on television. Things I love about MasterChef, the way Marcus Waring says the word cookery. Cookery. <laughs> Lovely cookery. The cookery of the duck. I love the fact that they, they can't say that pasta was nice. They have to say the cookery on that pasta and it's back and I'm pumped about it. And what's incredibly funny this time, <laughs> what made me laugh out loud is because of social distancing, despite the fact that they're obviously just like hanging out in the staff room afterwards, probably not social distancing. They're still kind of, because it's on the BBC, they have to pretend they're social distancing. Yeah. So like when they announce who's going through to the next round, Greg, <laughs> Greg is standing like six foot in front of Monica, Monica <laughs> and Marcus. And it looks like the world's worst version of the Red Arrows. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking up creme types because I, despite the fact that I actually have never eaten meat, I, because of MasterChef, know, like, if you pointed to a bit of a cow, I could tell you which cut of beef it was. Yeah, your Um, knowledge, you know your way around an animal. And I I was quite surprised yesterday because they mentioned a creme, a type of cream that I hadn't heard of. And I still don't know what it is. What is it? So there were, well, I don't know. I couldn't find it. I, had, I looked for a list of different cremes and it wasn't the one that they were talking about. Yeah, but what is it that they said? So they, someone poached an apple and they filled it with a creme. And I think they said jibus or jibus or something like that. And I thought it could have been from Djibouti. So I started, I looked up like creme jibus. Right. And I, but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't work it out. So if anyone knows what the creme was that, <laughs> that um, that bloke put in his apple on the first episode that I'd love to know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just looking up different cremes. How many are there? Of interest. 
fucking loads of cremes. Yeah, okay. Because I'm guessing every country has its own creme. And... Yeah, I mean, famously, they um custards called creme anglaise. Yeah, in, in okay. Mastercher. Um, Jess, quick question for you. Why were you looking up condiments quiz? <laughs> I, um, I saw it was so quite embarrassingly a, a quiz on how well you know condiments was actually advertised to me on Instagram. <laughs> For goodness <laughs> So some people get like nobody's child, pretty little thing. I get condiments quizzes and um they've got your fucking number though because that is bang on well and you know what they do because i went past it and was like god what was that and then later was like oh i do really want to take that condiments quiz <laughs> so was I, it like a was it like a buzzfeed which condiment are you no no no. so it wasn't one of those it was a like how how many of these condiments can you name so there was a grid of like 30 condiments and then it just flashed up the name and you had to click on the picture of the correct condiment um and i actually didn't do as well as i thought it did take me quite a while to complete as well Look, i want to go it's been a tough year <laughs> is there anything more 2020 than sitting on a friday night and doing a condiments quiz <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm not sure i've done anything about 2020 before if you were a condiment which condiment would you be <laughs> Okay, I think I'd probably say gherkin relish. (laughs) Why? Um, Well, it can be a little bit like salty and bitter, but spices up. Can (laughs) be. Spices up any plate of food and, um, yeah, and is a nice green colour. And belongs in the 70s. Yeah, it is quite 70s. It's quite a retro dish, isn't it? Dish. I've just given away I it <laughs> by the plateful. <laughs> Shall I do one more for you? Yeah, let's do one more. James, why were you looking up? This is quite sweet. Jesus home. Because I've rediscovered my faith. <laughs> <laughs> so like, even I can get through that without <laughs> laughing. Uh, no, I was looking up Jesus home because um, there was a story that I was trying to remember. I think there was a story this week about someone had found, someone was like just casually looking around Nazareth and they found what potentially could have been Jesus's home. Yeah, but like what was it? A two up, two down, bungalow, <laughs> garden. Well, famously it was a carpenter, so the woodwork was second to none. <laughs> um, it's lovely. <laughs> he didn't get that, I'm like it. So this, so this is the bit that made me laugh. Professor Ken Dark from the University of Reading has spent 14 days studying the remains of the first century dwelling beneath a modern-day convent. Mm. He said the ruins were first suggested as Jesus, Mary and Joseph's home in the 19th century. And I read that as Mary and Joseph's home in the 19th century, but that's when it was first suggested. Mm. However, the idea was dismissed by archaeologists in the 1930s. The site remained largely forgotten since then until Professor Dark launched a project in 2006 to reinvestigate the site. He said, and this is what made me laugh, I didn't go to Nazareth to find the house of Jesus. I was actually doing a study of the city's history as a Byzantine Christian pilgrimage centre. Nobody could have been more surprised than me. (laughs) What is confusing about that, though, is that how did he know that he'd stumbled across it? Like, Did it have a little plaque over the door that said... 
Mary and David's gaff. Like, wh- how did Mary and David? <laughs> wow, they are actually my great aunt and uncle. <laughs> <laughs> um, no no so uh, obviously in one of the bricks it just said jesus was here 14 ad <laughs> but i just love the idea of this bloke just like just stumbling around nazareth just minding my own business <laughs> and then i came across jesus's house <laughs> i just don't understand how do you know what i mean there's a there's a bit missing here which he isn't telling anyone well two things i think in my mind a why was he trotting around a convent yeah yeah um, he's got a type <laughs> he just can't kick the habit <laughs> <laughs> and two what gave it away that it was jesus's gaff you know he he stumbled past and and he's like oh gosh jesus's house <laughs> <laughs> throws up more questions than answers really for me gosh we we've been going on for a really long time and i've enjoyed Mm. every second of it thank you Mm. i'm so glad that's really nice thank you so much for listening you've been listening to search party with jess and james and just to remind everyone to please go and follow us on instagram at search party pod and that way you can find the links to listen to all lowered episodes if um if this is your first one um so all it remains if, is for us to say bye really yes yes so it does goodbye <laughs> <laughs> lots of love kind regards <laughs>